Hello again, everybody. Andy Kreisman here along with my pal, Drew. Drew, say hello to everybody. Hello. Drew, how are we doing this week? You know, I'm doing quite well. How are you? You know, buddy, I'm all right. Thanks for asking. I think in the, you know, the last 20-some episodes we've done of the show, it's the first time you ever asked me how I'm doing. No, nah, it can't be. No, it's got to be. No. Because I would have remembered. Really? What, you think I'm making this up? Yeah. I didn't make it up. I think you are. No. Okay. Hey, so how's it going this week? How, how, how about school? How'd it go into school this week? Was it, it all right? It was, a good, it was a good school week. Did you learn anything? Scientific notation. That's with exponents and stuff, right? You, like, multiply yeah. things by 10 to the, like, you know, 100th power and stuff like that? Sure. What else did you learn this week? How to write a formula for science. How do you write a formula for science? You write the formula, you write the numbers, substitute the formula, you write the answer, and then you write the unit. Hope everybody got that at home. What else did you learn? Last thing. Three things. You gave us scientific notation. We got formulas in science. Bring it home with? Uh, we learned how to write better paragraphs in ELA today. That's impressive because you didn't go to school today. The past six days. Fair enough. Wait. Yeah, you I, only go to school five out of day, five well, days six a week. So. Counting today. Today's Saturday. Did I you learned, did you I do some things today? today? No, you, I learned stuff. Today? Yeah. On the on the social media. On the social media. Would that have been on the TikTok? I don't know. I'm just making this up. You're totally making this up. All right. Well, listen, another joyous week here in Western New York as last week the Buffalo Bills shut out the Houston Texans in a very rainy and wet Sunday afternoon over at Highmark Stadium down in Orchard Park. Uh, yours truly was at the game. Uh, it was wet. It was rainy. But the Bills did very well. Are you trying to get my attention for something? No. Oh, you were like waving your arm. Oh, you're, I, was you're like, good? I was pointing at you because you went to the game. I did. I went to the game. We, Mommy and I got to go. It was a lot of fun. Hold on. Before um, you continue talking, I just got an NFL notification. George Kittle will not be playing today. Or tomorrow. I was going to say tomorrow. Sunday. Whenever he's playing. That would be tomorrow. Uh, well, thank you for that. But, yeah, so uh, a huge victory uh, for the Bills. I mean, Houston, obviously not very good, but they uh, they won the game 40 to nothing. Uh, at no point was Houston ever in the game. It was literally all Buffalo all the time, uh, which really puts us in position for a real showdown this week, uh, tomorrow, as Buffalo uh, plays tomorrow night uh, in primetime against uh, in the rematch from the AFC uh, championship game from uh, this past January against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, you know, last week, one of the best weeks uh, that they had looked, you know, winning 42-30 to 30, uh, over the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia last week. So we will talk about that a little bit later. But before we do that, let us go over the week that was. Drew, hit us up with the week four scores. You ready, buddy? Yeah. All right, here we go. We got the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-21. Joe Burrow, big in that game. 350 yards. Buffalo Bills beat the Houston Texans 40-0. The football team beat the Falcons 34-30. Uh, the Chiefs beat Philly 42-30. Tyreek Hill had like 190 yards and three touchdowns. 
Uh, the Jets won in overtime against the Titans, 27 to 24. That surprised a lot of people. Giants beat the Saints, 27 to 21, also in overtime. Browns Daniel Jones with 400 yards in that game. Yeah. Uh, the Browns beat the Vikings, 14 to seven. That was boring. Uh, the Colts beat the Dolphins, 27 to 17. Dolphins are terrible. They are. Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28. You know who's not looking terrible is the Dallas Cowboys. They're not looking terrible. I mean, they're not, uh, obviously they're not my favorite football team, but, uh, you know, Dallas, they're, they're not looking bad. They, uh, now mind you, they just came off that game against Carolina, and this week they're playing against, oh, I the just Giants. saw it. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Dallas is a pretty heavy favorite this week against the Giants. I think seven or eight points. Uh, Dallas is favored to beat the Giants this week, so interesting to see. Uh, the Bears beat the Lions 24-14. Detroit might be the worst team in football. Probably. Uh, Seattle beat San Fran 28-21. Cardinals beat the Rams 37-20. Packers beat the Steelers 27-17. Ravens beat the Broncos 23-7. Bucks beat the Patriots 19-17, which... I feel like it was too close if you're a Bucks fan. Well, that's interesting because you know I pick I pick the Bucks tomorrow in the Survivor Pool against uh, Miami. Miami, because you know Miami's terrible and the Bucks are good. And uh, but it's just interesting, you know, uh, Brady going back to play against Bill Belichick and his old team, and you know squeaking it out and coming out on top in the end. Um, but his first time that you know even though it, it, even though the Bucks only scored 19 points, I think Brady still threw for um, a ton of yards in that game. For less than 275. But the uh, Broncos, or not the Broncos, the Buccaneers offense has still had 400 and some odd yards uh, in total offense. So, uh, good game by the Bucks, and uh, we'll see how uh, the Bills will play them a little bit later on this year. We'll talk about that, you know, when the time comes. But uh, that, that'll be a um, that'll be a fun game to watch to see if uh, Brady can be defeated with his new team uh, by the Bills. So, hopefully, we'll see. All right, buddy. Thanks. Well, the Chargers beat the Raiders Monday Night Football. Sorry, I left that game off the sheet. Sorry. Herbert, baby. Yeah. With 222 yards. Did I ever tell you I like Justin Herbert? Really? I'm a big fan of Herbert. Do you like Herbert? Yeah. Anything else you got about last week? No. Moving on. All right, Drew, so listen, let's take a few minutes and talk about last week's game between the Bills and the Texans, all Buffalo. You look at the you look at the stats, Buffalo, 26 first downs, 200 rushing yards, 256 passing yards. Uh, third down conversions was not great. They were less than 50% on third down, one of two on fourth down, dominated time of possession to just over 38 minutes. You look at the Houston side, I mean, the Buffalo defense picked off Davis Mills four times. Uh, they also had a fumble in the game. Big stat, though, I think for Houston. Houston was one for nine on third down and had nine penalties for 90 yards, five turnovers. I mean, this game was just a bloodbath. I mean, Houston, it almost got to a point where you almost kind of felt bad for them. If you just look at the if you look at the numbers holistically and you're, you're sitting there at the game and watching this, I mean, they just got slaughtered. It was like the pigs going to the house and going to make bacon. It was just, it was ugly. Uh, what did you see on TV? 
Uh, I'm just doing some math really quick. Houston had a total of 109 yards. Yeah, 109 total yards. That is correct. Let, let's do. Let's hold on. Are you going to give us a so, math lesson? No. Oh. All right. That would have been fun it's too. It's the weekend. Uh, it's the Houston weekend. had six first downs that game. Six. Yes. That means here. I'm actually gonna. That means they averaged a first down every ten minutes. Like ten real minutes. Like no, ten minutes like in the game because there's sixty minutes. Sixty divided by ten right. is six. I I oh, I understand what you're saying. Houston only had the ball though for twenty one minutes of that sixty minutes. That's Houston true. only had the ball for twenty one minutes. So twenty one divided by six is calculator. It's three and change. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to, I don't know what the change is. I don't know what the change is either. But I mean, it's it's about three and change. So what does that three tell us? Hold on. You know, maybe if you had this done earlier, you know, we wouldn't have all this dead time here, and I have to sit here and you know say random things or tell bad jokes. Do or you something. not have anything you want to say about this game? I've been talking about the game. I've got plenty of things to say. I just was giving you an opening to talk to do a math uh, thing for everybody. <sighs> all right. So I think the big thing in this game, you already said it, but. Houston was one for nine on third down. They also had nine flags. So, it's definitely not pretty for Houston. Uh, Buffalo got to Heineke three times. Davis Mills. Heineke was the week before. Right. All right. Um, other than that, hold on. Let me just look at these really quick. Davis Mills had a 23.4 good QB rating. <laughs> Yeah, it's awful. Um, not good. <laughs> On the flip side, if you look at Josh Allen going 20 for 30 for 248, two touchdowns, did throw a pick, did have a sack. Uh, that did go for um, one sack. Uh, longest pass of the game was 37 yards. It was a beautiful pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, just a nice, nice all-around game. Uh, had a quarterback rating of 100.4. Uh, did run the ball six times for 41 yards, one of those rushes being for 16. Uh, did fumble one time, but did not lose it. Um, now, I'm pretty sure he fumbled off a snap. I'm pretty sure there was a bad snap, and he fumbled. Yeah, but he didn't lose it. So, I mean, it's, you know, Stefan Diggs fumbled the ball, and so did Devin Singletary, but there were no fumbles lost. The only turnover to the game was a uh, Josh Allen interception. So, again, weather played a factor in this game. I mean, it was a pretty constant 12, 13-mile-an-hour wind with wind gusts, you know, going up into the 20s. Uh, at some points during the game. And, again, rain on and off over the course of the afternoon uh, down in Orchard Park. So, I mean, the Bills totally dominated. So, I guess, buddy, my question is for you, are the Bills that good or was Houston that bad? I mean, if you look at it, this is the second shutout the Bills have pitched this year. Uh, 40 to nothing against Houston, and then earlier in the season, a 35 nothing shutout against Miami. Now, it's safe to say Miami is that bad. And the Bills didn't play their best game when they played that game against Miami, or at least Josh Allen did not play his best game in that game well, against Miami. Well, he also Miami. didn't play his best game today against Houston. No, I mean, so far it is... It was our defense that played amazing. Defense played well. Again, getting the four picks. 
that plays a huge role in, in a lot of the Bills' points. Bills kicked a lot of field goals in this game, 40 nothing. Tyler Bass kicked four field goals. Whoever had him in fantasy really made out. Four field goals plus the extra points. I played Tyler Bass and Buffalo's defense. Do you have Tyler Bass on your fantasy team? No, I played against Tyler Bass and Buffalo's defense, and I lost by five because of Buffalo's defense. And there you go. So, that all being said, Tyler Bass... I think that's one of the things we'll talk about when we talk about Kansas City this week. Buffalo gets into the red zone this week. Buffalo can't be settling for field goals. Buffalo needs touchdowns. If they're settling for field goals, they're going to have the same result they had when they played against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game last year, uh, which was not a positive experience, to say the least. Other pieces here in the game. You know, first time seeing Davis Mills. Thoughts on Davis Mills? I mean, outside of the fact that I mean he only had like 87 yards, but just seeing what you saw. What, I mean, he's not very good. You see potential? Could he get better over time? No. So. Well, I'd have to watch him play another game. All right, fair enough. But if you're if you're Dave if, if you're Dave Cooley and you're the you're the head coach of the Houston Texans, you know what are you what are you doing for a quarterback? Like where do you who's out there? What are you looking at? I mean, obviously Davis Mills is not the answer. Deshaun Watson is not coming back. I mean, I'd have to look. What at are you doing in Houston? I'd have to look at, like, some college quarterbacks probably. Or maybe if there's any – I mean, maybe they can pick up Rodgers for, like, a year or two. Just to get off the snide? Yeah. How much time are you giving Rodgers in Green Bay? This will be his last year, I bet. Are they going to go with love after that? Yeah. I'm giving you my thoughts on love. I don't have a whole lot of love for Jordan Love. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Okay. Anything else on last week's game? Say, not much to really talk about. I mean. Is Jordan Poyer playing this week? He's not on the uh, injury report. I'm going to look anyway. Okay. I just I looked at it this morning. He is not on the injury report. The biggest name on the injury report this week is Matt Milano. What? Matt Milano is questionable for the game tomorrow against Kansas City. So is A.J. Epinesa. So it could be Tremaine Edmonds and A.J. Klein serving as the middle linebackers for uh, this upcoming game against Kansas City, which Milano had a could be making people some nervous, or could be making people nervous, uh, especially for the Bills defensively. I'll tell you who did have a good game uh, against Houston was Tremaine Edmonds. He had an, interse- he had an interception. Mm-hmm. He had six tackles, two assists. Just a pretty, pretty good game for... Tremaine. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, Milano only had two tackles in the uh, had only had two tackles in the game last week against Houston. Uh, Ed Oliver uh, four tackles. Starla Tudele had a couple. So it's you know Bills are uh, it's they're definitely not a one trick pony. They've got a lot of different people who are making good contributions. Uh, to the uh, to the defensive side of the football. So hopefully these contributions can continue as we move forward into next week against uh, Kansas City. Anything else about last week? No. You want to talk about you want to talk about talk about this week? Sure. Game on. All right, buddy. So taking a look at this week, Bills heading back to Arrowhead for the first time since uh, this past January in a rematch of the AFC Championship game. Tell me your thoughts about this upcoming week. What do you What do you think uh, the Bills need to do? What do you think Kansas City is going to try to do? What uh, are your thoughts here? I'm just going to talk about Kansas City for a moment. So, Kansas City, right? 
if you, uh, how do I say this? Kansas City, if you're, if you're only winning football games because you're scoring 40 points, that's not a good sign. Like, you let Philly score 30 points. Like, if you, I'm looking at the, their game from last week. Like, Philly had 461 yards. Okay. And they had almost 400 passing yards, over 100 rushing yards, and they had, like, the same time of possession. Now, Kansas City did go 9 for 10 on third down conversions. That's huge. I mean, 90% on third down, that's almost unheard of. Yeah. I mean, other than that, Kansas City, I mean, their defense did not play well at all. All right, so let's break that down a little bit. So you look at Buffalo's um, Buffalo's offense, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Singletary, Moss, Sanders, the whole crew, and you look at what they've played against over the course of the past three weeks. They've played against Miami, Washington, Houston. Three teams with a with a combined record of well below 500. So the Bills, I mean, 35 to nothing against uh, 35 points against Miami, 43 points against Washington, another 40, and they only gave up 21 to Washington. So if you f- do the math on this, 40 and 40 is three. That's what? That's 83 points. 83 plus 30. 83 and 35. That's 118. So the Bills have outscored their last three opponents, 118-21. to 21. 23. Sorry. No, 21, yeah. 118-21. to 21. So that means the last three games, the Bills have essentially outscored their opponents by about 100 points. Yeah. So defense has played solid. Offense has done well. But now look, look at it on the quarterback side of the football. You played... Tua Tungo-Vailova and Jacoby Brissett. You played against Tyler Heineke. And you played against Davis Mills. This week, the Bills defense plays against Pat Mahomes. Now, I'm not an NFL analyst, but that's a pretty substantial step up going from Heineke, Brissett, and Mills to Pat Mahomes. Are the is the Bills defense going to be able to yes. make those same plays? You think so? Yeah. Tell me why. The, I get it. We just played three pretty bad teams. Mm-hmm. But when you're like outscoring your opponents by five times as many points as them, mm-hmm. you're going to be winning a few football games. Like I get it. It's Kansas City, but like their defense has. I, now, I'd have to look at Kansas City's schedule, which I'm going to do really quick. But they – hold on. Let me let me uh, look at the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. If you would give me just – Sure, we'll indulge you. Yeah, you know, we got nothing else to do. People are just sitting here anxiously awaiting okay, your I'm words here, of wisdom. I'm here, I'm here. All right, so – Oh, come on. It gave me their, has it given me their, it's not giving me their past games. Oh, yes, it is. Wait, no, it's not. Is it? No, it's not. The Chiefs are at the bottom of their division. I'd also like to say They're that. They're 2-2. Two and two. 
They're at the bottom of their division. Okay. Because the Raiders and the Broncos are both three and one, and the Chargers are also two and two, but they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, say so. The, the Chargers are ahead against on a tiebreaker. So two three and ones, two two and twos. So really, Kansas City kind of has their back against the wall here, especially again playing at home. Their backs are really Kansas City's in a tough spot. Kansas City goes two and three with two home losses in the first five games of the year. Kansas City, I mean, that's big trouble for Kansas City if Kansas City loses this game to the Bills tomorrow, is it not? Yeah, it is. It's a big problem. What are you looking for? The Chiefs in their first four weeks have allowed 125 points, which means they've allowed 30-plus points a game. Defense is not stellar in Kansas City. The what and their defense wasn't stellar even last year when they played uh, in that game uh, against the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, and you know it showed. And Tom Brady ate him up. And even the year that they won the Super Bowl, where they came back and won against San Francisco, the offense came back and kind of you know did it in the fourth quarter to kind of put them ahead. So I guess the question is, you know, thinking where the Chiefs are at defensively. Are the Bills at a good enough spot offensively to put up enough points? Because, let's face it, I mean, the Bills' defense is not going to pitch a shutout against Kansas City tomorrow, especially at Arrowhead. Let's face it, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. How many points do the Bills, if, if the Bills are going to win tomorrow, how many points do the Bills have to score Probably in like order to be successful? 35, 30, 30. 30. 30. 30-35. And another thing I'd like to say is I think one of the main reasons the Bills lost last year is because the Bills could not get any pressure on Pat Mahomes. That's huge. you got to put pressure on Mahomes if you're so, going to beat him. That's 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 the key the to victory Bowl, for any NFL quarterback, by the way. And the Super, show, Super Bowl showed it with Tampa Bay. They got to Mahomes like at least 10 times, They only put, and they didn't even score a touchdown. And the Bills are getting to the quarterback way more often than they have recently. Like they they have oh my goodness. more Google. I think it was showing me when I searched up the other thing. So maybe if the Bills have thir- the Bills have twelve sacks this year combined out of all four of their games, which means they're averaging getting to the quarterback three times. Well, they're Plus, not average. Well, that's averaging sacks three a game, not getting to the quarterback. Because there's also I mean. hurries and pressures. Yeah, that's what I, I meant to say, sacks. And another thing is the Chiefs just got five new offensive linemen, and Mahomes has not been as protected as he has been in past years. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. Mah- the Chiefs got five new offensive linemen, and Mahomes has not been as protected as he has been in past years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you if you look at um, I mean the Bills' defense is solid. I mean there isn't a question about the 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 level of play of of the Buffalo defense. I mean they're getting they're, they're getting turnovers, they're getting sacks, they're getting pressure. You know they're making clutch stops. Again, so far they haven't been challenged. This is the biggest challenge right now that the Bills' um, defense has faced thus far this year. Um, this is definitely their biggest test. So the, the the question is going to be, are they going to be able to stop Kansas City, you know, from moving the ball? I think, what role does Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey play tomorrow? Well, Tyreek Hill just came off one, probably the best performance we'll see out of a receiver all year. So he's coming off a hot week. 
Kelsey is coming off the exact opposite. He is coming off a not-so-good week. So, I think they're both going to be pretty big aspects. I mean, I think I think Kelsey's more of a problem than Hill is because we have Hyde and White. But I think Kelsey is going to be a bit more of a problem. If you remember back to the AFC Championship game last year, it was Travis Kelsey that destroyed the Bills. Mm -hmm. And it was when they played on Monday night last year, it was Travis Kelsey who destroyed the Bills. So hopefully, in, after reviewing the game film from the last two games, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott have a much better game plan uh, for trying to stop Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey, Bills killer last year, without question. Tyreek Hill didn't kill the Bills last year. I mean, he didn't help, but Travis Kelsey was the Bills killer last year. So hopefully... Edmonds, Milano, assuming he plays, Klein, they've got to find a way to, to keep him covered. And he's big. Yeah, Kelsey's a big dude. He's a he's big like dude. Six, five, six, six. He's a big dude. And he wears like those bright yellow sneakers and bright yellow gloves. Like he sticks out like a sore thumb. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to cover the guy. He literally sticks out in traffic. Um, so if you think about it, since week one for the Bills, you know, where they really just kind of. They just got manhandled by Pittsburgh. I mean, let's just let's call a spade a spade, um, which kind of seems like a joke because I mean, what is I think Pittsburgh is what's Pittsburgh's record? Are they one and three? Yeah. And the only win they have is against Buffalo. Yeah. And Buffalo just came out and laid an egg in that opening game, which it's just kind of interesting that the one win that Pittsburgh has for as bad as that team is, their one win is against the Bills, who right now, in my opinion, might be the best team in the AFC. So it's I just find that ironic. But I think what that loss has done is it made Buffalo realize there was a lot of hype, there was a lot of talk that, you know, this is it, this is the year, they're going to the Super Bowl, and they come out week one and lay an egg. It should hopefully then in turn give them the understanding that, hey, you know what, you, you know, you, you still got to play the 17 games this year in, in order to make it to the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. So I think that game did a lot of good for the Bills in, in losing that game to the Steelers. And it's just interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow uh, to see if the Bills uh, can do it against Kansas City because that seems to be the one team in the AFC, at least over the course of the past year, that has had the Bills number, and they have not been able to beat the Chiefs. What else you got on this game, buddy? Nothing. Um, something, other things to think about. How much hype is there going to be just about the matchup between Mahomes and Allen? I mean, it almost feels like this is the next version of like Manning and Brady, or Kelly and Marino, or yeah. you know, or I'm trying to think of just some other you know quarterback rivalries that have existed over the years. You know, Pat Mahomes versus Josh Brady Allen. Brady Breeze. That's going to be. That's what's really going to fill the the broadcast of the game. I think is you know just this rematch of the AFC title game uh, from last year. Uh, games in prime time, and which means everybody can watch it. You know, and it really seems like Sunday Night Football has really been the marquee game of the week so far this year. I mean, that's really where the big games have been. You know, it's you've had some decent games on Monday night and. Yeah, some some train wrecks on Thursday, but by and large, I mean Sunday night football has really produced some great games, and I expect tomorrow night to be more of the same uh, when the Bills play Kansas City. We talked about Tyreek Hill a little bit earlier, you know, um, you know, prior to last week, and when he played against uh, the Chargers and the Ravens, I mean, he had less than a hundred yards um, in each game, which you know that's a huge factor when you take into account both of the losses that uh, Kansas City's played. How do you think the Bills keep Tyreek Hill in check? Uh, 
I think they just gotta like they can't uh, man coverage is not the play this game if you ask me I think it's definitely you gotta play zone coverage here with Kelsey and Hill because if you're playing mad coverage on Hill he's just gonna dust you and with Kelsey if you're playing man coverage he'll just like go on top of your make a route that'll He's going over the top. Yeah. Sure. No, I totally, uh, I totally get it. So, again, see what Leslie Frazier's got drawn up to keep those two guys in check. But you keep those two guys in check, and get some pressure on Pat Mahomes. It could be, uh, it could be a different outcome, and hopefully, it is a different outcome for uh, the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. But definitely the game of the week for sure. Anything else for tomorrow? No. All right. So if you're the Bills, what are your two key points to victory? If you're the Bills tomorrow, what what do you have to do in order to beat Kansas City tomorrow? The two must-haves. Get to Mahomes and score points. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll elaborate. Okay, so don't I was, punt as much. Don't settle for field goals. Yeah, see, that's what I was gonna say. Don't settle for field goals and get to Mahomes. Don't settle for three. Yeah, pressure on Mahomes is gonna be big, and I think. And cover Kelsey. That's it, Kelsey and Hill. Keep him in check. You keep those guys in check. You get pressure on Mahomes. That's a, recipe, that's a recipe for success. Can't be settling for field goals. Allen and crew have to be punching those in for seven points because Kansas City, if you don't stop those guys, they're not settling for three. Those guys are punching in points. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, you ready to talk? We're going to do picks of the week? Yeah. All right, let's do picks of the week. Okay. All right, next segment, let's do our weekly pick. So, again, uh, four outside games plus uh, the Buffalo game. So, do you want to do the Buffalo game first this week? We usually do it last. I mean, I'm picking the Bills, and I'm guessing you are too. I am going to pick the Bills. I'm, so. I'm always I'm always nervous picking the Bills, even though I've picked them the last couple of weeks. But especially this one with Kansas City, it's uh, definitely um, – I don't know. Just I'm 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 hopeful. Hey, so listen. Last week we did uh, we did pretty good. Last week Drew went three and two. Last week I yours truly did go four and one. So for the season right now, Drew, you are at nine and seven. But me with the big week last week pulls me to eight and eight. All right. All right. So here we go. Four games from the outside. First game up. The New Orleans Saints taking on the Washington Football Team. This game is tomorrow at one p.m. Who do you like in this one? I like the football team in this one. Do you? I do. I'm going to go with the Saints. All right. All right, because, you know, I think uh, Jameis Winston is, is due to do better than what he has. Uh, he's, I mean, New Orleans, I think a lot of people, I was actually talking to Papa about this this morning during your sister's soccer game. I think a lot of people still, you know, people are still high in the Saints because they still think people just haven't realized the fact that Drew Brees is gone. And I think people still think the Saints are like the Saints, and they're like this really good football team, um, and they're they're okay, but they're definitely a different team without Drew Brees um, and having Jameis Winston at the helm versus Drew Brees. So, uh, but I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm feeling good about the Saints. If um, if my boy Fitz was paying for the football team, I'd pick uh, I'd pick them. But uh, I don't think Heineke's the answer either. All right, so you're going with the football team. Yes. I'm going to go with the Saints. Go marching in. All right, next game. 
The Cleveland Browns against the Chargers. Baker Mayfield versus Justin Herbert. This is the uh, late afternoon game, Sunday afternoon. The game's being played in L.A. I'm picking Herbert and the Chargers on this one. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with the Browns. Really? All right, tell me why. Um, well, I'm... <sighs> Baker Mayfield and of Nick or Nick Chubb has had a good year so far this year, and I haven't really looked at the Browns. What's the Browns? The Browns are three and one, I think. Correct. The yeah, Chargers are three and one. I'm switching my answer to the Chargers. All right. Okay. Um, we'll switch I that over. Think of a reason. Couldn't think of a reason. I guess I should have just let that one go. All right, let's go to the Monday night game, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. Why did you pick this game? I don't know. There were a lot of crummy games on the schedule this week. Uh, Indianapolis. I'm taking the Ravens. You're taking the Ravens? Yeah. I was going to take the Ravens, too. I just. You can take the Ravens, too, you know. Indianapolis has been such a disappointment this year. Yeah, they have. I mean, I know Carson Wentz is, you know, he's he's been battling injuries. He's been going back and forth. It's been kind of a sad situation in Indianapolis. And, you know, part of me being the sentimental guy, I really like Frank Reich and was really hoping that they would have a good season and perform well for him. But it just hasn't been the case so far. I mean, obviously the season isn't over yet, but really hoping for bigger things for Indianapolis. But I, I just think Baltimore's just the better team here. So I agree with you. I'm going to go with Lamar and the Ravens. You're going with Lamar and the Ravens? Yeah. Last game, the San Francisco 49ers taking on all 4 foot 10 inches of Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. What? Who are you taking? I'm going to take the Cardinals because San Francisco has played like a dead goldfish I'm gonna, lately. I'm going to take the all 4 foot 10 of Kyler Murray yeah, as I am, well. I am too. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Kyler Murray, pun intended there, because he's short and he's not huge. Thank you. Did you appreciate my pun on words? Uh-huh. Yeah, I just pay more attention in English class. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think San Francisco San Francisco really has been disappointing this year. Uh, yeah. They, they, have not, they have not performed well. Their defense is not uh, at the same caliber of where they were before. Uh, I mean, you've got Bosa in there, but, I mean, Bosa's kind of – he's it. I mean, yeah, Kittle's not playing this week. Uh, yeah, you just brought that up on the phone. Are they starting Garoppolo or Lance? Last, uh, last uh, report I saw, Jimmy G was still going to play. I, I haven't seen anything that says the Trey Lance was going to come in yet, um, but I have a feeling, though, if this season continues to go down the toilet as it's going for San Francisco, I think we see Trey Lance sooner rather than later. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. And obviously we're both picking Buffalo against Kansas City. So outside of the Saints and uh, Washington, uh, we do have matching picks, so... Not going to be much, uh, not much of a difference here. I'm either going to tie you uh, next week, or uh, you're going to go up by two for the season total. So we're going to see how it goes. Go Saints. Go marching yep. in. Any other uh, game you want to talk about? No, I would have picked it. Probably. What do you think the? Uh, you all right? <laughs> Keep beating yourself up over there. Hey, score of the Bucks Dolphins. I picked that one for the football pool this week. What do you think? Are you asking for my like score? No, just who's gonna win? The Bucks. Blowout or close? 
Bucks right Bucks now are a ten. Up by like ten. Bucks are a ten point favorite. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's twenty to ten. I would say like thirty-one to twenty-one or something. Really, you think that Miami's going to score that much? Yeah. Jacoby Brissett going to play, or is it going to be a it's Tua? It's going to be a Brissett. Brissett's still playing. So. Tungle Yeah, Tua's. I wonder if Tua's ever coming back. All right, that's this week's picks. All right, coming up to our final segment of the show. Everyone's favorite. At least I know it's mine. I know it's definitely yours. Really? It's not your favorite part of the show? No, it is. I was just going to say, well, how could it not be your favorite part of the show? All right, here we go. It's time for... The Unpopular Opinions. Here we go, Unpopular Opinions. Okay, buddy, NFL Unpopular Opinions segment, our favorite segment of the day, brought to you by... Who are we sponsored by this week, buddy? Us. Yes, and every week from here on out, sponsored by us. So, this week, NFL Unpopular Opinions, we have them. You're going to hear them. Buddy, you're going to shoot first. I feel like I always go first. But no, that's not true. Someone go back and watch every episode of Unpopular Opinions. Well, considering they can't watch a single one. What do you mean? You can listen. There's nothing to watch. Listen. This is an audio-only podcast. There's no video. Do you want to start a YouTube channel? Can I go? You can do whatever you want. Okay. This I'm surprised you've lasted this long. Kenny Galladay. Who? Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I know him. Do you? No, I don't. Uh, will be number one in fantasy football points this week. Let me tell you why. Can't wait to hear it. So, with Sterling Shepard being out, or doubtful this week, I believe that with... Because Daniel Jones has been throwing the ball a lot lately. So, I feel like... Kenny Galladay is going to get quite a few targets, especially against Dallas's defense. Probably won't be as successful, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Um, but yeah, that's really that's really what I have to say. I, I think Kenny Galladay is going to put up big numbers this week. Dad, what's your opinion? So, in looking at the overall just division standings, there's a division right now that I'm kind of surprised uh, to see kind of just where it's at right now, and that's the AFC North. You have Cleveland at 3-1, and one, Baltimore at 3-1, and one, Cincinnati at 3-1, and one, and then you got Pittsburgh at 1-3. and three. My unpopular opinion is, is that that division at the end of the season will have the most wins than any other division in the league. Yeah, there's the face. Oh, we really should go video just so people could see that face. And I know, listen, right now they're they're not number one. Right now, as far as um, divisions that have the most wins, I do believe it is. It's the NFC West, isn't it? Uh, they've got eight, ten. They have twelve, three, six, nine. The AFC West has eleven. The AFC East has six. <laughs> The AFC South has four. Well. <laughs> the AFC South has four combined wins. 
Tennessee has two. Indianapolis has one. Houston has one. Jacksonville still laying the goose egg in there at zero. Um, but they do, I think they uh, may be, yeah, they're number one in losses, the AFC South. The NFC North, no, they're, oh, they're, they're another garbage division. They got six wins total because you got Detroit hanging in there with goose egg in the win column. And the NFC South, they have nine total. So, but I do think that's that you've got teams there. Pittsburgh's not going to stay garbage forever. They're going to sneak out a couple of wins because Mike Tomlin's a good coach, and eventually they'll begin to rally. Um, you know, Baltimore's a solid team. Cleveland's really come into their own. Cincinnati, I think, is really the wild card in that division. If Cincinnati, I'd have to look at the rest of their schedule just to kind of get a gauge as to where they're at. But I think the AFC North is going to be the division this year that's going to produce the big, the, the largest amounts of wins uh, as I see it right now. That is my unpopular opinion because I, I could see how you looked at me and said, well, what about the NFC West? Right now, the NFC West, you've got Arizona at 4-0. You've got the Rams at 4-1. San Francisco at 2-2 two and, two and Seattle at 2-3. and three. A lot of season left, pal. Speechless. He can't even get within five feet of the microphone. He's he's just shocked by this. I'm just rubbing my eyes. Yeah, you're rubbing your eyes. You're rubbing your head saying, my father's a duda. That too. And there you go. All right, unpopular opinions. Let's close it up. All right, friends. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Father and Son Football Talk Season 2, Episode 4. Buddy, how did we do this week? I thought we did quite well. Considering, you know, we just kind of winged it. Yeah. We kind of winged it last week, too. Yeah. We're going to wing it next week, too? Probably. All right. I'm digging it, this winging thing. We don't even work off a prep sheet anymore. We just have our spreadsheet of our picks and just kind of go with God from there. Yeah. You're going to go upstairs and take a nap now or what? No, probably not. I'd hope not because it's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon here on Saturday. We're going to have dinner in like a half an hour. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I had fun. I hope you did too. And for those of you listening, I hope you enjoyed the show as well. We will be back again next week uh, where hopefully the Bills uh, will be victorious against the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll, uh, we will definitely talk about that uh, for sure. And then we will talk about the upcoming game the week after against the Tennessee Titans, which, again, based on Tennessee's schedule, I mean, I understand they're 2-2 two and two right now, but they ain't making magic happen, so uh, we'll see how uh, we'll see how things go there. But uh, it's been good, Drew. Any parting words of wisdom or anything you want to tell uh, the people out in podcast land before uh, we uh, finish recording this one? Um, football. You got anything else? No. That's deep, man. That's deep. You know, I yeah. th- I think it, it's definitely your insightfulness of commentary that really brings the people back each week. Uh-huh. You're waving at me like, okay, well, I'll wrap this up here <laughs> so we can, you know, I got I got Xbox I got to play. No. No, you got to, th- what do you got to do now? What do, what's what's on no. the agenda for the rest of the night? I'm not sure. We're going to watch the Adams Family later. Are we? We are. Nice. It's exciting because I think you guys are going with Grandma and Grandpa tomorrow. To watch the Adams Family? Well, yeah, the new one. 
Oh, so we're watching the old one. We're gonna watch the old one. As always, I'm Drew. Oh, so you want to take it home? All right, yeah, that's cool. All right, go ahead. You take it home. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Start over. <laughs> so until next time. And until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Andy, and this has been Father and Son Football Talk. Take care, everybody. Bye. It's kind of weird doing it as a role reversal. Yeah.